0: Hey there, thank you so much for listening to Something Super Spiritual. My name is Jeffrey Peck, and I am a psychic medium. If you are seeking conversation with loved ones on the other side, or discussion about spirituality, life after life, and anything in between, join me as we discuss all things spirit. We are collectively experiencing a spiritual awakening right now and recognizing that we are much, much more than we once believed. We don't die and life doesn't end. We are eternal spiritual beings living in this crazy 3D virtual world of existence. Let's talk about it. Hey guys, welcome back to Something Super Spiritual. Thank you so much for being here. We are in the thick of the holiday season, aren't we? Christmas is, as I record this, three days from now. Um... New Year's Eve is next weekend. We are blazing into the new year. It's going so fast. Doesn't it seem like it's going fast for you? Yeah, this passage of time is just bonkers. It Just from the start of COVID, which was, I mean, coming up, what, in like February, March? Or that's three years ago. Isn't that crazy? So I hope you guys are all able to manage your mental health through this holiday season. I know a lot of us are out traveling right now on our way to see family. And I know um, that can be very stressful and induce a lot of anxiety in people. So I hope that you're able to make time for yourself. I hope that you're able to breathe and Really remain present with yourself in order to be present for those around you. I have really an amazing guest for you today, um, Eddie Mullins. He is a spiritual practitioner that is uh, a teacher of shamanic presence. He helps people to embody their true nature with animals, shamanic journey, dream visions, and spirit medicine of the natural world. And it's such a pleasure to have him here because he's his his demeanor he's so calm, he's so zen, and he's really a sweetheart. Eddie is a meditation teacher, he's a healer, works with the angelic realm, overall a mystic and a shaman walking the path as an earth walker yeah he's really he's really sweet, and he has a lot of very interesting things to talk about specifically with regard to the animal medicine totems. We all have animal medicine totems within our field. And as we were talking, I was reminded of my own experiences with animals. You know, just those, just those experiences that happen seemingly coincidentally, but there are no coincidences. This is a synchronicity in action and i hope you guys really enjoy help me welcome eddie mullins and you guys have an amazing holiday season it's good to see you yay (laughs) we finally made it work you know welcome to something super spiritual yes yeah it's really good to see you after all these years following each other and yeah yeah i mean how long were you in sedona
1: this time I was there uh just a little shy of four years. I had okay. to stop and think a second. So where were you there.
0: around 2010-ish?
1: Let's see, let me think here a second. I was in Sedona. Um, okay, that? well, that's what I thought. I was here actually for in 2010, but then like shortly after, I think it was like, let's see, <laughs> January, I moved to Sedona. That's when I kind of like quit my my job job, my human job as I yeah. call it. Yeah. And I um, moved to Sedona for just a, a short time. And then I got a project in, in uh, Phoenix. And so then I was in Phoenix for two and a half, two and a half years. And then I was in San Diego for five years. And then, okay, and then I went back to Sedona. That's <laughs> like, I don't blame I'm kind you. of back, backtracking. And... Yeah. It's a little different now. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's going through some icky moments right now, but Is it's. Really? Um, oh yeah people don't know that because i haven't been there
0: for years i've been in california since 2011 it's
1: hopefully it's gonna heal it just needs a lot of healing and people are grabbing 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 and not giving back yeah and i think it's going through some some resistance a little bit like oh so i had to get out of there because the land was getting really dry and it was just and yeah the um nature's the nature spirits and the um the land spirits were saying it's okay for you to go you need to go because okay. you're needed in minneapolis for a bit so and there was some other stuff going on too so i'm like okay so awesome. because people yeah. say wouldn't you be the perfect person to be there to help with it and i'm like well there's a lot of other people there that do work like i do too but mm-hmm. i just was there for a short time so yeah yeah it's a, it's a beautiful place it still is has magnificent beauty there and mm-hmm the energy is is different you know used to be as you well know would you be in the even in the business area it was just really illuminating Mm -hmm. it's very commercially in there and you can feel that that, ick, which is kind of the the way of the world right now but Mm -hmm. but you can feel that kind of ick and then when you get into like the you know the, the canyons it's you know it feels good but not like it did when we went on to when we had lockdown and they all the tourists had to leave, while well, some of them, uh, it yeah. kind of went back to that, and I was like,
2: "Yes, oh, yeah."
1: But then once that all ended, it kind of all that it kind of came back, and it's yeah. and then people just started because pe- a lot of healers don't know when they work with clients, So they are both <laughs> energetically and physically, and they don't right there's just a lot of um in this time a lot of uh healers that are not properly trained or they're in the wrong arena as mm-hmm. i call it mm-hmm. so so it's, it's unfortunate scared. because mm-hmm. the people that are just waking up are are don't know right right and so they're they're learning bad habits and then they probably are going out and being told that they're healers so then they go out and teach bad habits so it's it's kind of an interesting moment in time.
0: So why don't you let us know then? Um what is your arena? Speaking of arenas, what is your arena within the spiritual world? I know that you do this amazing shamanistic work. I know that you have this incredible relationship with the animals. Right. I love your posts. I mean, everything about the animals. Thank you. Is so, Thank you. It's so beautiful and inspiring to me. Yeah. So um why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you first experienced spirit and how you knew that this was your calling and and where you came from.
1: Yeah, so it started ultimately you have to go way back to my birth. So oh, <laughs> it started um I was born with the whole um inner connection and it it I always say my I came in with my soul blasting wide open. Okay. So, in fact, my first memory was not of my parents, not of my grandparents, but of angels around my crib. Wow. And that's a feeling like it was just yesterday when I recall it. You know, when I was about four to six weeks old. And so, that was my first physical earth plane memory. And then, so, so particularly the angels were just a part of my growing up years. And I've been with them ever since, or they've been with me. And so I just, um, I lived kind of a different life because I was different. So I didn't really relate to the the human way as a little kid. Sure. And so I spent a lot of time in nature and I had this amazing connection with nature. And I just knew from a very, very young age that everything was alive and everything was moving and we were interconnected. And and then at a very young age, I started getting visitations a lot From all levels of realms. Okay. And so that was a little um, disturbing to me. And so.
0: When you see visitations. mm -hmm. Did you see them objectively with your physical eyes?
1: Well, I probably could have. But I was so terrified. That I had this agreement like, you know, it's going to be like more feeling but just knowing. You know, it's like one of those things, you know, a lot of psychic mediums talk about this is just as a kid you knew something was there. You maybe didn't know exactly what the experience was, but you knew something was there. Right. Okay. Okay. So I could just feel, and every now and then I would have a clairvoyant experience during the day, not at night, (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it would be about, and it probably happened from the time I was born. Um, But I would just feel uh, as you start to kind of relax and just before you're ready to go to sleep like this, experience veil would open up and it was like a parade of you name it and so it was just very disturbing for me at that time because I had no idea because I didn't have the the psychic grandmother or any of that. Right. It was right. just me. yeah yep. <laughs> So so in a sense that helped me to build a really strong relationship with the spirit world, the angels. And and then when it was about maybe around 10, I learned to have set boundaries. This is my space this is my rest time, that kind of thing. So I just, it just turned back on from, from the perspective of that. And then I just um, went through a lot of different, what people call dark nights of the soul, even when I was a little kid, Um, and then trying to figure out the whole human experience. But, but again, I just had a real strong connection with the spirit world as well as the, the natural world and, you know, it was difficult, school was difficult for me because I didn't understand why I had to be there, number one. And um, it was not, I could feel everybody's energy, mm-hmm. the kind of the the empath route. Mm-hmm. And it was very noisy because I could hear everything, even when it was supposed to be, you know, even when it was physically quiet, I could hear all the the thoughts, the feelings, the the guides, all yeah. of that. And so that was uh school was difficult for me. Um, I even had to repeat uh, the second grade because of that. Because that was at a point in time when I was like, "Okay, I'm done," and so I checked out that entire year. Wow! And of course, they tried to make it all physical, sure, because I didn't even understand. And so then I kind of got back on track, and then was glad to get out of school, and and then um, went into the you know the corporate perspective, the human job, mm-hmm. as I like to call it. And then, you know, just things just kept happening. And I just, to me, that was all just natural. Yeah. I didn't do any training or any of that. I mean, I was trained by the spirit world and it just clicked on. And then, and then I just got to a point where I was working with a, a energy healer and she kind of gave me a lot of insight and not telling me who I was, but guiding me through this and developing my light body and looking at these experiences and, she was a lot like working with mother Mary because she had a really strong connection oh, with mother beautiful. Mary. So in sessions with her, I would have lots of visions of mother Mary and which I've had my whole life, mm-hmm. but more so when I was working with her and then I just started doing angel readings, got brave enough to do angel readings and classes and came to Sedona to attend what I thought was just an angel workshop, but it was a certification. And I wasn't really sure why I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just ended up helping people to set boundaries when we do breakout sessions. Yeah, And so then I just, after that, the angel said, it's time for you to start teaching. This is proof of that, you know, in a sense, in their their own loving way. So then I just kind of went through that process. And then I started working with shamanism. And then and I just kind of found my own way. Sure. Which I always have, yeah. So, so hopefully that answers your question. It's oh, a, it's kind of a long,
0: awesome. So a long journey. Uh, yeah. So when did you when did you actually start with your classes? And was that in the nineties or were we in the two thousands?
1: Um, well, I was doing work before classes. So in well, just to give you in April, it'll be twenty years since I've been doing this.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: But there was different pieces where I was like, okay, I wasn't really teaching Mm -hmm. because i didn't think i was a teacher yep but that's that's kind of my thing but um (laughs) (laughs) so um so then i went through different phases with that you know a couple different phases where i was just doing practice work and then i was um taking clients for a while and then that phase i went did that for quite a while and then i um you know did the sedona thing and the teaching and that so so mainly it was um I started really teaching a lot in 2008. Okay. Okay. So 2007, 2008, somewhere in there.
0: And you're still teaching today?
1: I took, um, well, that's that's another story in itself too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I went through a really intense dark night and uh, another multiple phase of the shaman's death when I, I was in uh, San Diego well it was happened started happening for that but around 2012 to 2013 okay and it just lasted and lasted and lasted and lasted so about 2000 let's see 18 or 19 I decided to take some time off because I'd never really taken any time off yeah and do some work I was going to work with uh, in my mentorship program I was going to work with my clients and that and teach a little bit do a little bit of podcasting for the most part I was just I needed a break mm-hmm. because after you go through that you've probably been through one and I've been oh. through that was number 5 for me oh yeah and have that was a destiny I'm going to say least <laughs> yes, most, most, <laughs> at most least. people have <laughs> and it's um that one was a destiny one and so I when I was kind of through it it um I was just raw. I didn't have anything to give. I was ready to manifest myself out. Cause I had just had it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really, really intense. Just the dark night itself is intense mm-hmm. enough. But then the, the shaman's death, which I've had my whole life. And it just comes in phases like it does for, for those people. that
0: don't quite understand that term. What does that mean exactly?
1: So when someone has the, you know, everybody has the shamanic nature aspect every single person, every single animal, everything. But there are some people who have a lineage that is the opening space for the shaman. I don't use the title because I don't I don't like titles. Mm-hmm. So I um but what it is is someone who chooses that path. It doesn't you well, let me back up you don't really choose it. It chooses you. Right. And you're continually going through a death process with the ego, okay. which is kind of our journey. So it's kind of a double whammy. It doesn't make anybody better or anything. And I don't know if I'm explaining that quite right. But it's um, you're just continually going through a death process of this experience and then this experience. And it's just taking more and more and more of your ego right. and fading it into the background, which is kind of the the normal human way. But so the ego is not connected to the work. Got it. Of the shaman or the medicine person. Sure. It's really just a title, sacred title. Mm-hmm. And so it just continues your whole life. Gotcha. But it, again, it chooses you. It's not something that you choose, just like being a, a healer, or whatever the work is. The um the healing realm actually chooses the person. Right. Just like a channel or psychic medium or shaman
0: or yeah that's I completely all the titles that. out there yeah yeah, I relate to that completely especially with yes. respect to the mediumship you know yeah starting out with reiki in 2006 and that led me to hearing and sensing and feeling everybody's loved ones as I was doing reiki treatments and I'm like Whoa, what is going on and then you know yeah. and then one thing leads you to another yeah I completely understand right. that yeah right.
1: yeah so it was, a yeah, it was definitely a journey. And then I just took a little break and then, um, cause I did really didn't know what I was, where I was going, what I was doing. Um, but I could still work with clients, um, on the level that I was working with because I, you know, I learned a long time ago, the angels said, when you start working with clients, you, yourself, your issues, they stay at the door. And yes. so I learned that very, very early before I ever even started working with clients. Mm-hmm. That was something that came from spirit because this is serious work. This yes. is a responsibility. And so I just learned that really deep, I guess, is a good way to mm-hmm. put it. Mm-hmm. But uh, then I just, and, and just um, probably in this upcoming year, I'll start teaching again.
2: Oh, good. Okay.
1: And so, so there'll be more of that. So that's kind of a long uh long answer to your
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> no, that's great. Uh, okay. So, so within this
1: journey, mm-hmm.
0: where did your connection with the animals okay. spark up?
1: So, yeah, that's uh, also always interesting as well. So when I was, <laughs> when I was growing up, I always had, you know, just a really strong love and compassion for animals, of, you know, pets and wild animals. And, Felt like I had a connection with wild animals mm-hmm. um, and maybe just what I would consider in basic terms had once I realized I was getting messages from spirit, I realized I was getting what I would call level one intuitive messages from animals. Okay. never thought I would work with animals because I thought it was weird when I heard, <laughs> heard somebody do it. Stephen yeah. Farmer. I was listening to oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Year, years later and I love Stephen. Yes. Um, and I was listening to him saying he would on his you know back in the day when they were radio shows and not podcasts. Yes, um, he said that he was doing a reading for somebody. Badger is saying blah blah blah, blah. and I was like, that's kind of
2: weird. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and um, and but but I I knew that was possible. Mm-hmm. And so when I was teaching, um, I started getting if I had somebody I was doing a reading for in a class, and they were connected. They were an animal communicator, or. Soon to be, I would start to get these messages from animals, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then it kind of faded for a while. And there's just again, just a complete compassion that comes for me for animals and saving animals and the whole nine yards. And and then when I was in uh, California, I or actually before that, I would be in a park, just grounding, earthing, doing all that, and I would notice I would have all these animals near me: squirrels, rabbits a fox once in a while, coyote, you know, animals that, a lot of animals that would be out in the open. So I thought that's kind of weird, but not really. It's kind of cool. Because I'd look around and see other people and that wasn't happening to them,
0: I'm like, okay. You're like Snow White.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So then when I went to um, San Diego, it just seemed like, they were coming in more and more closer to me. And I was um, having more um, visions of animals delivering messages through their eyes. And so that just continued and that still continues to this day. And then I, and then I was walking by a car one day and this totem animal came out of this woman's or her head like this and looked at me and it was a lion. Okay. And that kind of freaked me out a little bit, but not really, because Mm -hmm. in my life I've seen a lot of um, interesting things. And so I knew that was a sign. And I just kept getting, um, something was happening. I knew something was happening. And there was just more of that pronounced. I'd go into a coffee shop, and this is when I was going through that really rough time. And my uh, master totem animal is hawk. Okay, And I would see... Here a see and hear far far away a hawk as I was walking in the door of a coffee shop, just screaming at me. And so I came back out, and it was looking, you know, it was like on a, on a wow. high pole, like wow. quite a ways away, and it was looking down at me. So if I was doing something, and this is how our master totems they look out for us. If you're doing something that you're probably not supposed to, or you're you're thinking thoughts that you shouldn't be because there's yeah. a lot of processing for me going on during that time yeah. it would let me know I was in a car one time and we were just talking about you know something that had happened and it kind of got gossipy which is really not my tendency but in that time um, every now and then that would happen sure. and I looked up we were in the interstate and I looked up and there was a hawk like up in that direction you know I just could feel it uh-huh. like oh my god there's a hawk there and I knew it was sending me the message kind of like Simplistically, knock it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Calling you out. <laughs> but of course, they have very elegant messages and why you shouldn't be doing, what is this doing to your energy? And yeah, you need to take this serious. So they would just come in a lot more and more and more and more. And then I got to a point, because I was going through a process of not really sure what my journey was with them. Because I knew it wasn't animal readings and it wasn't, your totem is right, which is an important thing. And so it became more of teaching, teaching, writing, how to communicate with the animals, because at this time, they weren't as pronounced. Now, you know, if you look on social media, everybody has like, animal experiences, yes. and because there's such a deep connection in nature, because they have something really important to teach us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And most people are, aren't listening, per se, they're just fascinated by the animal itself which i think is great Mm -hmm. um but it was the uh the unfolding and the memory of how to teach from the perspective because a lot of people will say well they may not be tapped into their intuition or their psychic ability or their connection but there's also ways to get the message or the communication versus looking it up on the millions of sites that are out there yes opening up the
0: the reference book yeah and of course after. the mm-hmm.
1: and then the other piece of that of course is the the connection to the, the energetic connection and the yes the you know the power animal and the spirit animal yes. perspective
0: um totem animal is that like a guide
1: like Yep, yeah, we have guide sort of yeah yeah and you notice it um a lot of times you can look at somebody and like oh my god they have they look kind of like a lion mm-hmm. you know people have like jowls right mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. usually the sense that they're Totem is a animal and it's usually the animal they feel really connected to and protective of and protected by. Right. But we have many, there's one in the front of your body, which is the one that looks like people and there represents their energy. Mm -hmm. There's one in the middle of the body and one at the back of the body and to the sides of the body.
0: Okay. I was, that was going to be my next question. Do we have more than one?
1: Okay. Yeah. And then when we're going through a moment, We have them in our, what I call the vortex of the body or the landscape of the body based on what we're working, working on. So I have a session, uh, a session that I offer, which is an animal um, ceremony. And that's what that one is about. I do the ceremony for the client. And then we just, the animals all come in and create this healing story that tells them exactly where they are Mm -hmm. with what they're currently working on. And some of those can be totems and some of them are just there to help. Yeah. Yeah. Just
0: stopping by for a quick, quick visit.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Here's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Here's what's happening. So, yeah.
0: That's really amazing. I mean, it's so. Spirit is amazing to me because we've got so much, so much support. From the unseen world, whether it's, you know, spirit guides as we come to right. know them or uh, our guardian angels as we come to know them or the archangels yes. or the mm-hmm. animal totems or the um elementals or, yeah, I mean, you know, you go on and on and on, right? It's, right, it's right. Just, um, it's just amazing. I've had this unusual relationship with animals myself, you know, when I would run. Deer would come up to me like they wouldn't run away from me when I would Mm -hmm. like run past them, even if I would stop to say hello, they would just stand there literally like three or four feet away from me. Yeah. And and, you know, of course, the hawks. And um, when I was in Scottsdale, I had a a Gila monster like come walking at me, you know how slow they are. I mean, yeah. they're, they're so they like molasses in January, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, so yes. slow and, and it just hung out. And, um, when I was in my first Reiki weekend class, the weekends that blew me wide open. Yeah. And I had no idea that was coming. You know, I thought I was there to learn sure. energy and how to help my mother and all that good stuff. And and within the 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 first attunement which you know you're sitting there in a meditating meditative state for mm-hmm. 30 minutes or whatever i had this experience that i had never had before and i in my mind's eye was in um like an an energetic ethereal land and there was a hole in the ground and mm-hmm. I just went running over to the hole and I jumped in it and I went down yeah. and I and, and I went down. I wasn't afraid. I, I mean, it wasn't scary. I wasn't didn't feel like I was falling, but I felt like I was going down. And all of a mm-hmm. sudden I was in this whole new realm and I'm walking around and I can hear birds and I can hear animals and I can hear chirping and, and whatnot. And all of a sudden behind this tree. This white wolf. Makes her presence walking around this tree. And her name mm-hmm. was Misha. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh, what is happening? <laughs> you know? So um, yeah, that was my first experience with my totem. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's
1: amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a lot to teach right now. So one of the tips that I always tell people that if they feel like, well, cause everybody is connected to receiving messages, mm-hmm. no matter what level spirit is the animals is that folk, you know, if you're out walking and you see an animal and it is definitely looks at you. It means that's a message
2: mm-hmm. is
1: focus is recall. What were you pondering bef- right before you saw that animal?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, what are you processing through? What are you connecting to? And that's usually mm-hmm. going to be your, your message. Because that is, that is really, really key. It's very key.
0: And I'm so glad you said that because I had an experience one day when I was out running about four or five years ago. And I was running through on a trail. Out of nowhere, this wasp, I'm oh, running yeah. straight ahead and this wasp like T-bones me. And just smacks me right in the temple,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and as quickly as it t-bones me, it hits, runs into me, it stung me. Oh! And I was going to ask you uh, what the message is from a wasp, or what it could be, but as you were advising, think about where you were in that moment. What were you thinking about in that moment? You know what was going on in that moment. There was a lot of anxiety and stress and anger within my little work space that I was like running to gain freedom from.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Yeah. Does that make sense with respect yeah. to the wash What
1: side was it? Was it on the it side on right pointed 22? Right. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. The it, something, I saw something similar happen, uh, um, to someone when I was in, uh, where was I? San Diego. Um, I was watching this butterfly way up above circling around, you know, they kind of fly like they're, you know, carefree and, or they do. And this person was on their phone, walking, focused on their phone. And so the butterfly came down almost as if the butterfly was targeting that individual and right right in their third eye did this, ran into them. And so that, and they kind of just did that. And I thought, wow, that's like amazing. It was trying to get them to come back into the consciousness, pay attention, Mm -hmm. be alert. And so there's this, you know, walking dialogue. So it's um, with the wasp, uh, you know, animals mean different things for people. Sometimes people get caught up and they just mean one thing or they all have that, but it's like, there's a foundational message. And then there is the message for the person.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: that had a lot, something to do with your eyes as well, like readjusting your visual point. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It
0: makes total sense mm-hmm. where,
1: where you were. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, you were absolutely correct on you know what was going on with you. So that's always the best thing to do is what was I pondering? Where am I at right now? And that's usually related to that message of what they're trying to bring in. Yeah.
0: What about? Okay so um as i'm out there i had a friend of mine who uh wrote an article once about about this sort of um it was about are you witnessing a sign or are you witnessing a scene as in like a like a scene out of a movie is it just something that's just happening like you're you know watching a movie play out or <laughs> is it a sign where it's like something to get your attention mm-hmm. and um i i was wondering um when you see, well, you know, I'm okay. I'm just going to say it since this is, this is in the front of my mind. Um, My, my aunt and my uncle were driving up uh, to the families for like a holiday or whatever it was. They had an eight hour drive mm-hmm. after my grandmother passed. um, Like bluebirds became symbolic for her like when they would feel her around and and bluebirds you know it was just it, it was really special for them um i didn't know this until years later uh but it was really special for them and 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 they literally like would feel her around and they they're not like never been super spiritual or talked about it you know what i mean so it was really mm-hmm. cool to hear them talk about it but they were driving um this 8 hour distance and they noticed a bluebird sitting on one of the Posts, you know, along the highway, mm-hmm. and it flew towards them, and it hit the car. Hit it. Mm-hmm. So they they were like, oh, <gasps> you know, like oh my gosh, what what just happened? You know, does that mean anything in those moments, or is that just a scene? You know, like we're witnessing a something playing out in a movie, or what? What do you make of that?
1: Yeah, sometimes it's just a an animal being out in nature. Yes, you know, sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's the. um to get the attention so it's kind of like the death awareness and to pay attention to that this okay. this felt a little bit more like a scene
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it could have met you know depending on what they were going through it just could be like a death process scene for them to be alert
0: oh sure okay
1: yeah okay yeah.
0: there's so much there's so much. If if I mean any of us can just look back at little places we were in life. Um, two years ago, my partner and I were were um kayaking across Richardson's Bay here mm-hmm. in the in the uh San Diego or San Francisco. And um there was this seal that was following me, like 10 feet behind me. And now, mm-hmm. now I'm I've always been, I have this un comfortable fear (laughs) of the deep, the water that I I can't see below. If if I can, Mm -hmm. if I'm in like the Caribbean or Hawaii, where I can see down, I'm fine. Right. But if I can't see, Oh, it makes me panic. Um, Mm -hmm. and as you know, the water, we we couldn't see much, but there was this seal following 10 feet behind me. And, (laughs) and it just, it was just following me and it started, it started to freak me out. You know, yeah. I'm like, I know that's just a little seal, it's a little sweet thing. I mean, it's little beady eyes are just looking at me from the water and just following me. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you make of that?
1: Well, let me back up one. Um, when you're talking about um not being being in water, not being able to see the depth. That's your um shadow element. Okay. So, like when we talk about the earth elements, that's water obviously isn't one of the elements or sub-elements. So that's about being afraid to go deep with who you are okay being especially it seems like it's related to your work um to be able to allow yourself to go deep beyond your control does that make sense probably and it could be just life too in general just because when you can't see your feet or you see what's underneath you it's the mystery and it's the unknown and because it's dark it's um shadow Mm-hmm. you'll probably get a lot of experience of that with that in the next, in this upcoming year, because that's kind of what that's all about.
0: <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> and it could be
1: ancestral hand down to of the, of that level. Yeah.
0: So was the seal just like stopping by to say hello?
1: So it was in back of you.
0: It was behind me. Yep. Just following me. Behind
1: you. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Usually the seal represents, it has, you know, the, the, so, do you feel very connected to the water? I mean, in general,
0: I love to be at the water. I have and the to animals be near in the water. The water. Yeah. The oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So that's a usually a seal is is a it's kind of like a squirrel in a sense. It has that real playful energy, yes. but it also represents for you because um, it's different for everybody. Uh, represents flow. So it's kind mm-hmm. of interesting. You mentioned the thing about the water and the shadow, and um, and this is about being deeper in flow mm-hmm. with who you are mm-hmm. and so like okay. that's kind of just a basic run sure. of it but it's it's about being deeper in flow mm-hmm. and so and not being afraid of that
0: it's a great touch point i mean i'm, yeah. I'm going to i'm going to do some meditation on this when we're done here this is uh, thank mm-hmm. you this is really great so so one more thing about the water since i just had this memory mm-hmm. when i was 18 Uh, my friends and I took an RV and drove it from Phoenix to um, uh, I think uh, Baja, California down there in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, when you're standing in the water, like the water's up to your shin, right?
2: Yeah. And and the wave
0: comes in and it goes up past your knee and then it goes out and it's down by your ankle and then it comes back in and it's up past your knee and then it goes down. It's by your ankle. Now, this particular day there was uh, the seaweed, you know, the, the kelp oh, yes. oh, around yes. and, and you look down and you see this dark things going by you. And it's like, okay, no big deal. I happened to look down as the water was going out mm-hmm. and I looked down and I saw this dark thing go around my ankle, my right ankle. Right. Right. And um, I just thought it was just kelp. And so I'm shaking my leg and, and it, I felt weight and I thought oh, that's weird. So I yeah. took a step. I felt weight. So I lifted my foot out of the water it was an octopus wrapped around my ankle.
1: Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and I panicked. Yeah. What did the octopus have to tell me in that moment?
1: Well, octopus is really interesting because they have eight hearts. And that connection is kind of like going up steps. You know, sometimes the... um like Carolyn Mace, she talks about like when you're talking about your your own consciousness, she talks about the building, you're on the bottom floor, you're you're yeah. kind of in ego. And as yep. you move up to the penthouse, you're kind of in that. So I always look at octopus is um the level of heart connection. You're elevating the heart alignment. Ah. And so, but I felt like that because it wrapped around you, it was to cleanse the connection to your heart. Aww. cleanse the connection to the awareness because it's um because it's wrapped around and has those tentacles and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but it had a lot for you it had to do about cleansing so it's it's about the heart connection because the hearts were coming in first and that's about cleansing the moment you were how old at that time 18 okay yeah that makes sense
0: mm-hmm. yeah oh so, that's really beautiful yeah how can people happen and tune in to the nature spirits, the animal spirits, the messages from the animals in nature. In in everyday life, like there's a lot of people mm-hmm. that live in cities where mm-hmm. there's not a lot of nature they, they can get to. I mean, sure, there's probably yeah. a, a park, a city yeah. park, you know. Yeah. Um, but what what do you what what do you have to say
1: about that? Well, they can mentor with me.
0: <laughs> okay, um, well, that's
1: good. <laughs> that's one. Um <laughs> No it's it's really important when you're no matter what level you're connecting at is to find that place of of stillness and some sort of meditation and, and I know people will try to use the excuse that I can't meditate I can't meditate I've I've been mm-hmm. teaching meditation for most of the 20 years I've been doing this work and I have yet to meet a person that can't meditate. Yes. It's just more about clearing but it's it's more about going nowadays it's about going into nature or finding some type of practice. Um, where you're learning to be still lots of, you know, guided meditations all over the place on the internet Um, and being able to connect. And then what I always tell people, just as I, when I used to teach a lot about connecting with angels is pick an animal, you feel really connected to and just feel their vibration, their essence, their experience. Cause before long, you'll, you'll start calling on the spirit of that animal especially if you feel a connection to it Mm -hmm. and you'll start to get the characteristics of it and the feeling of it and just go through different animals that you feel connected to and relate it. And then you can just like we do with any multiple level of guides, we ask questions Mm -hmm. and you have to be willing to, you know, of course, get out of the way. So the, so you're not creating the answer, but feeling the answer. And then there's just that level of trust. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing now is if, if you have the option to go sit in nature and be in that stillness or some type of meditation practice is you're then understanding your own energy system because it really has to do any level has to do with understanding your own energy system how you're communicating how your energy system is is unique to you right and that's usually how the any level of spirit is going to come in but the animals are going to relate to that So it's, it's, it's very important to just find that level of silence and stillness. And I talk a ton about that on all levels, because that's where you really start to feel it. But that practicing with an animal you feel connected with, and then practice with that animal for a while, and then switch to a different animal. So you can start to feel their connection and their essence and being able to let go. So -hmm. you're not like, okay, I'm focusing on bear. What is the bear going to react to? Of course, that's not the route. You just want to feel the essence of the Animal and that stillness place will will bring that experience in.
0: You'll you'll they'll inform you.
1: Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're they're great teachers.
0: So right now, because we're smack in the middle of the holidays. Mm -hmm. Hanukkah is happening, Christmas is happening, um, Thanksgiving just passed, New Year's Eve is next weekend. A lot of people find the holidays really difficult. Mm -hmm. and lonely right um um stressful Mm -hmm. um what advice might you have for people in this period they're either maybe they're 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 lonely they they're grieving they lost a loved one recently sometime Mm -hmm. this year or -hmm. during COVID right Mm -hmm. um um or they're you know to having anxiety because they are dealing with the family, you know. <laughs> you know, like right. who was it that somebody said, you know, if you think you're enlightened, spend a weekend with your family. Oh gosh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. What what do you have to advise, like with respect? Well, to
1: animals? When we've lost someone, I think it's really important to remember the connect to the memories of maybe during the holidays. Connect to that that aspect of of what's happening instead of the loss, you definitely want to, you know, as I talk about on multiple levels, always about grieving, grieving takes as long as it takes for that person. Mm -hmm. And so, but it's during this time, it's important to remember those particular holidays. I had a, one of my aunts just um, crossed about two, two months ago, or not two months ago, but a month, month and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And so she was always very festive during the, you know, the, the holidays and, you know, we always went to her house for Christmas. And and so I've been just really focusing on those those memories versus her not being here. And I, I mean, I kind of look at, you know, as you do too, death a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But but when you don't, you know, it's just recent. It's about focusing on those, but also remembering that that strong connection. Mm-hmm. Or when you do have on the opposite perspective, or maybe not opposite, but where your family stresses you out. And one of the things that I always remind people is you, and I know that in America, this is kind of a, a strong, a strong statement, but you don't have to see family
2: because
1: mm-hmm. sometimes that causes more pain than actually seeing your family. Sometimes people need that permission. Yeah. Cause I remember I used to say that a lot several years ago and people are like, thank you, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> because I feel like it's a responsibility because it's, it's in the culture, so to speak you know, around the world, not just here, but it's, it's important if it causes you more stress and it's, it's affect possibly even affecting your health. You don't have to see family Mm -hmm. or find, you know, physically find ways that are, are not going to be where you're not spending so much ample time with certain family members or, or find other traditions and things of that nature.
0: Are there animals that can ease that experience if they called on a animal totem?
1: I mean, all animals. Oh, it's not just one particular animal. Usually, you know, you're going to feel, you're going to feel connected to your totem animal and that's going to give you, um, but I always remind people too, of the angels during this time of year because they help you with comfort. And, you know, if there's a particular archangel that you feel connected to and, Cause they can really help you with that mm-hmm. because they're always able to help teach you about how to come to come into fullness with your own energy. Yes. In those moments to raise that vibration. Like we we're talking about the, the building, like come up to the penthouse and, yep. and just be who you are. So, and just finding, and of course they've always got the love message for you, but the depth of who you are, yes. they'll teach you how to remember with the source of really who you are
0: beautiful yeah what do you find the difference speaking of angels what do you find the difference between angel energy and and totem energy is there really a difference
1: there is because one is earth and one is more um celestial i was gonna say yeah so upper world is what we use in in shamanism and so it's it's it could go together it's it's very powerful but the animals are more underworld um earthly, um, you know, spirit animals, when they're not working with us, they're mm-hmm. in the spirit world. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, so it's a little bit different. It feels quite a bit different. So you can't take like an animal message and take it for an angel message. Cause it'll be completely different. Right. Right. Cause of the, the earth connection yeah. and all that. So,
0: so where can people find you, Eddie?
1: The best place to find me is on my under construction website right now, but um, (laughs) (laughs) at Eddie Mullins.com. So I'm going to be, we're going to be, we're building a new website. So, but you can still access me on my website and I'm doing sessions and uh, I have a mentorship program that's 10 weeks long, one-on-one. So it's, it's really set up for people who are ready for that next level. Okay. And so my style is I help you to, uh, instead of saying, here's the system, I don't do systems, is I we work with their energy system, you know, where are you? Where are you being guided to? And that's that's what we work on, is getting them to go deeper and deeper into their journey and their calling. Um, and I think that's so important in this time, is to really look at our own calling instead of, I want to do what they're doing, or I want to do what they're doing. I mean, you can kind of model that. Sure. But you have to find your own style. There's just a little bit too much of that. Here's how you should feel. Here's how you should be. Here's what you should do. You know, and yeah. that's that's damaging to the collective. Agreed. So so that's so so. I, I do one on one sessions as well, and then I'm gonna um, I'm gonna be offering a few more things uh, that are more shamanic. But I'm gonna be jumping into medical intuition too. That's more of a shamanic medical intuition. And then, um, and some ceremony work, doing a lot of ceremony work. And then, and then of course the, the mentorship program and I'll be I, teaching too. I
0: so. love the ceremony work.
1: It's so powerful. It, it's, it I wish I more just, people would do it. It's I just beautiful. It. It's so beautiful.
0: Yeah. You know, give me some crystals to throw in a grid and, 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 <laughs> <laughs> anything to yeah. burn and smoke and whatever. And I'm yes. good.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was out on the land yesterday. It was really cold here yesterday and it was like negative three. And, uh, so I had to go out on the land and I was doing, um, an animal, animal ceremony. And then I was doing a ceremony for one of my medical intuitive clients. And then, um, couple other things too so so it's just really it's it ceremonies are really powerful because it really gets into the energy of the client and it's very nurturing and then you know and with some of those sessions i come back and then i do the session then we bring in the information that came through the ceremony like Mm -hmm. the animal ceremony so but it's very ceremony work is very very powerful agreed more people need to do it they're just it's not it's not new, but it's for a lot of people it is new. yeah, because, it's like it's so you know, not what new do? right but that? not how does that work? And mm-hmm. then, you know there's multiple different ceremonies so mm.
0: yeah, yeah, there's just something about ritual and the the whole process yeah of the ceremony that is just yeah. so like I f- feeling like it's tactile for me. you can feel mm-hmm. it from the beginning to the end. You Mm -hmm. can feel that work being done and that healing being done. And yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's just it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I was when I was in Sedona, I was in inside of actually inside of a tree standing next to a trunk doing a, a ceremony for a client. And I was using a rattle and I felt this expression coming in. And uh, I was just, and I'm like, this is for me. This isn't for the client. So it was just kind of interesting. And this um, golden eagle flew right over top of me. And in Sedona, in that area, geographically, golden eagles are not common uh, at all. They're not. And that's that's the first one I'd ever seen, like physically. And so it was just like, and it was very emotional for me because it was a message of the the Christ light that was coming through yeah. the golden eagle. And so it just like, wow. But that's the kind of things that happen in those, when I do those animal ceremonies, these mm-hmm. animals just start to come in. You know, when I started first started doing those and I had been doing animal ceremonies inside of sessions for years, but I decided to offer it because it's what I was guided to do. Yeah. And as soon as I, the client gave the permission, the animals just come in energetically and physically. Oh, come right in. and it's so and it cool. just cre- creates this beautiful healing story for the client that shocks me and them when we're sure. together. Sure. So it, it's quite powerful. Yeah, animals are very interesting. Those ceremonies are very very deep. I'm still always shocked, even though I've been doing those for a while.
0: Isn't that the truth? <laughs> I totally get that. Yeah, I mean there are with every reading that I do. Yeah, I come out amazed like yeah yeah wow and touched and and just it yeah yeah that that childlike wonder Mm -hmm. and childlike awe it i just hope it never leaves because it is just so special
1: yeah 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 it's it's interesting you know over the years people sometimes feel like they're not connected to spirit or there's just but it's just that trust level Mm-hmm. And just being in the presence. And you get it's kind of like for me, it's like putting uh puzzle pieces together sometimes. Yeah. Like you'll get this piece and this piece, and it makes you stop and ponder like, is that a message?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, here comes this piece. Because I had an experience when I was in San Diego. Um, when I was growing up, my grandmother lived next door to us and I was super close to her. And she passed when I was 21. And the song that I picked to play at her funeral was Wind Beneath My Wings, because I felt like it represented our relationship, because she was always there. And so I was in uh, San Diego, and I was getting ready for the gym, and I'm just, like, packing my gym bag, and I'm just kind of, like, had a lot going on that day, and I kept getting this, my third eye kept, like, and it, and after a while, it looked like someone was getting hit by a car. Uh Uh-oh. And uh, just to back up a little bit, she was killed in a car accident. And so I kept getting this image that I thought looked like a car. And I knew I could feel it was the angels. And it was, I was just kept packing my bag and it kept coming in a little clearer and a little clearer. And then I got a, a deeper glimpse. And I'm like, is that me? Almost getting hit by a car. And so I was like, hmm. I better pay att- attention when I, because yeah. I was walking to the gym. And so I um, go out of the building, you know, with my my workout bag. And I randomly hit, uh, put my headphones in, randomly hit one of the players. Wind Beneath My Wings started to play randomly. And so I'm like, okay, that was interesting. Because I picked that song, She Was Killed in a Car Accident. So I cross the street. I get to this busy crosswalk. Get halfway through. Here comes this car driver, not paying attention at all. It, it's in the moment I could have jumped out of the way, mm-hmm. but I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" And so it, he he did stop because he snapped. Something snapped his attention, and then he like slammed on his brakes. But he was like, a, you know, probably a ways away. I could have jumped out of the way. But but it's like little things like that where like, okay, we're being watched over. We're being guided. We're being protected. The sign was there. I received what was happening. But then there was a part of me was like, no, that can't be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when those cars started coming at me, I'm like, yeah, that's that's kind of real. It,
0: it's so true. You know, we are never alone. We're right. never alone. We're always right. watched over. Right. Our crossover loved ones are always right here. Yep. And 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 for you to say no, it can't be, we 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 always go for the logical override immediately.
1: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah.
0: Even when we were doing this work for decades, yeah. you know? Yeah.
1: Still, yeah. If it's, it's for other happens. people, I'm like, oh yeah, this is what's this is what's coming in, this is what's unfolding. But sometimes with ourselves, we're like, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just that he did like. first floor
0: (laughs) yes first floor who that first floor (laughs) yeah
1: yes yes
0: oh eddie thank you so much for being here this has been absolutely amazing um do you have any last words of advice for people
1: yeah it's it's really important in this time as we head into next year you know next year is going to be um They're all illuminating, but next year is going to be a lot of shadow that's a different type of shadow um, that's deeper. And so it's really important to start, if you haven't already... um... Shadow work is a big part of our journey, but it's important to start doing the shadow work, if not for yourself, for humanity, because mm-hmm. everything we do is for the collective and humanity. And yes, But it's important because there's going to be ancestral shadows, which are just simply patterns, perhaps, that have been handed down in a shadow level of something that happens. And then our own individual shadows are going to be front and forward. And there's going to be a lot of greatness that happens next year, too. Why
0: is that? What is it about next year? Is it numerolo- numerologically something, or what is it about next year?
1: Just the time. Oh, got it's it. It's just the time. Yeah. And then somebody reminded me, I forgot what the the number, how they figure out the number, but it, it was like deep. Mm-hmm. And usually anytime we have a, a numerology number or whatever that comes up and where it's deep, it, it means shadow. Usually the shadow is the one that comes in. So it's it's time to remove ourselves from the surface and start to dive deep. And it's just, it's just the time of that. It's the time, it's the appropriate time for that. Mm-hmm. So it's um, cause a lot of these forecasts can come in uh, with astrology and everything, but if we're not where we need to be collectively, yep. it can't happen because the vibration is off because we create the collective. Yep. And so but- that's, that's just an important piece. Cause the more you start to do your work instead of trying to mimic somebody else or let somebody else tell you who you are or your destiny that actually doesn't do you any good so it's it's more about diving deep into this space and and recognizing you have to do your work first and then share that yes with humanity instead of i'm here to help all these other people but then my life is a mess it it doesn't really work that way right so it's it's you know we all have our part
0: Well, beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you you for being here.
1: It's great to have this conversation finally after all these years.
0: Thank you again for listening to the Something Super Spiritual podcast. If you know someone who would enjoy this episode, please do share it with a friend. For show notes, links, and to purchase a mediumship reading, my website is somethingsuperspiritual.com. You can also easily subscribe and follow the show on your favorite app, Sign up for my newsletter for bonus content. And to keep the conversation going, you can easily join the Facebook community. It's all right there at the website, somethingsuperspiritual.com. Signing off for now. Namaste.